the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Dance. I'm your host Greg, and with me, as always, I'm not sure if he's going to be here for 20 minutes of the show, 45 minutes of the show, an hour of the show. I'm not sure what I'm paying him either. I might have to, you know, prorate it all of that. We'll see. But it's Paul. He's agreed to at least be here for a temporary part of the show. Paul, how are you? Greg, if I was any better, I'd be on an island with my feet in the sand. Well. I think everybody would be better if that was the case right now. Yeah, it's everybody the world, is on an island, right? I think the world could use everybody going to the beach with their feet in the sand and tropical drinks. Yep. I and think we could all go to Margaritaville. I think we'd be fine. And, but no Coronas. No, they need our business too. They do. Can you imagine the publicity that poor bugger is, uh, or those poor buggers are getting? Yeah. They have donated money, though, for like relief and all that, so they're trying to... like help themselves but yeah unfortunate name for a virus to have yes especially when you have some people who aren't too bright and actually originally thought wait the beer can give us a virus that could kill us there's a few not bright people out there you not so bright which actually is a perfect segue into our first topic of the day which <laughs> is the first ever oh no baby what is you doing award and it's gonna go to drew Brees. this is gonna be the only heaviest topic of the night but, you know, speaking of not-so-bright people, we all have heard it by now. Drew Brees the other day came out. He was asked about the protesting and, you know, if the NFL starts up, if players kneel, what would his thought be about that? Because, you know, everybody was very against Colin Kaepernick when it happened, obviously, originally a few years ago. And it's all been brought to light, obviously, with the George Floyd situation. So when asked, Drew Brees went full tone deaf and didn't learn anything apparently in the past like two weeks or since then and the whole clarifying what Colin Kaepernick was doing and just reiterated the fact from a few years ago where he somehow made it about the military and disrespecting the flag which again it has nothing to do with that so he he caught a lot of flack Paul well (laughs) two things and you know I'll have more than two things, but two things come to mind. The first the is first great titles. Where is his manager not screening the interview questions to prep him? I'm sure Drew did not mean anything bad by it. I just think, to your point, he gets the award for... Obeying oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, baby. What is you doing? Yeah, that's it. I could never do that justice like you do. So his manager should have screened the questions. So he didn't. And and for anybody out there that thinks people answer this stuff off the cuff and they're so intelligent and wonderful, 99% of it is canned and answered. And I get that. But with everything that's gone on for a couple of weeks. When that 1% answer gets out and it's not I, a good answer. I want, I want to find the rock that Drew was under because it must have been a burrow and he must have been in there head first because, man, how do you miss that? Yeah, the the uh... – Somehow the tone deafness of that answer with no point whatsoever, him like having some sort of hit in the head of like, oh, wait, but also, you know what? But when thinking about it after saying all that, I really actually do think it would be okay because, yeah, he issued an apology and said, sorry for hurting people. And, you know, he is a very large advocate for the black community and he's very friendly and obviously like he respects his teammates and this and that, damage was already done. Everybody knew once he said it, an apology was definitely coming. So, yeah, take take the apology with a grain of salt. I mean, obviously, you would hope he views his teammates and the community. And, he, yes, he's done tons for the community. But as I saw a, a great – you love analogies. I saw a fantastic analogy by a guy named Matt Barr who does a fourth and gold podcast about the 49ers – And he basically summed it up like this. Yes, Drew Brees did good. But if you're the guy who built 100 bridges to help people out, but you banged a goat one time that everybody knew about, what are people going to remember? The goat. Exactly. You're the guy that banged the goat, not the guy that built 100 bridges. (laughs) 
I'm not even going to ask who made the analogy. However, I don't know where he found that analogy, but he found it. So the other, the second thing I thought of was a Boston police officer, uh, a black female, took a knee and shook the hand of a protester, and really diffused a, a very large, large crowd. And I think they both kind of got it, and it ended kind of peacefully. And some do, and some don't. And you know, I, I'm not a judge, and I'm not a jury, and I think that's what got us to these places. Some people think they're the judge and jury, yes. and it got us to where we are. And that needs to change. And I guess that's the bottom line. Um, but I thought Drew needed that woman to blow in his ear <laughs> and yeah. say, "Yes, he did." Hey, knucklehead. <laughs> like it was bad enough. You had uh, his my, wide receiver Michael Thomas, who was very vocal about everything. He's kind of a crybaby. Also, if people knock him for any sort of thing with his game. He goes off like you wouldn't believe, even if it wasn't directly a shot at him. But then you also have Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins, who was a huge proponent when Kaepernick was taking a knee, was a part of that whole thing. And then he just signed back with the Saints, and he released an Instagram video where he basically said, Drew, sometimes you need to learn to shut the up. You can fill in the blank with whatever words you want. It was shortly taken down, but that was clearly his true feeling on it. Obviously, he put up another thing. But, like, yeah, he put out the apology but he's going to have to make some amends and really put in some effort because it, it just wasn't a good look. And after everything that's been going on, yeah, looting is terrible. The rioting is terrible. But that is usually instigated by a small percentage. The majority has been very peaceful. Like, obviously, the tragedies of the St. Louis retired police captain is awful. There have been a few other people. But then you also have to realize people have been shot in the eye with rubber bullets and lost eyes. Like... It's been crazy. It's 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 a to your point. It's a very small amount of the folks. Sometimes they're not even from the area. Um, you know, locally we've had several things happen. Some some get a little out of hand, and in the end, not so much damage. And they stay focused on on their mission. And you know, I've seen some of the newscasters actually kind of walking along and interviewing people, and some very well spoken people. That also should have drew, uh, blown in Drew Brees' ear. Yes. Um, you know what's too bad? The poor guy does a ton of good things. Yes. He, he took a major misstep on this one. Again, where's the manager? We wouldn't even be talking about it. And did Drew say, hey, what do the questions look like? So I can get myself prepared. And yeah. I hope he didn't because if he did and he had that answer, <laughs> it's even worse. Yes. it makes it worse. So I'm hoping he it was does. blindsided and he says, hey, I know this newscaster. I know this sportscaster. I got this. And he did yeah. the interview. And his manager's probably still got his forehead in his hands saying, Drew, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, no, what is you doing? But you know what? <laughs> Thank you for that, doing that. <laughs> no problem. So that is it. Drew, congrats. You won the first ever Oh, No, Baby, What Is You Doing award. I love that award oh, wow. best. Last week we had a couple. That one I like. That's the best yeah. sound bite we have. That's like the only. I think that's like the only one for this week because no, nobody's really nailed it this week or was oh. like a boss this week. Yeah. Well, definitely not Drew Brees. Drew Brees definitely did not nail it. <laughs> he might have nailed the coffin. Oh yeah, at least he at least for temporary. Him. I think they will. It'll be it's one of those things. It's it's a height. It's a heightened awareness people's emotions are high in about three days somebody else will say something just as dumb yeah. i mean if anybody's the, the most thankful person for the drew Brees comment is the denver head coach vic Vi fangio or whatever who also said there was no racism in the nfl but he said that like <laughs> literally like two hours before drew Brees, so everybody was getting on him and then drew Brees was like you know what don't you worry i got this i got I'll, this I i'll let people you. forget about you <laughs> And even Vic watched him and was just like, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> I love when you do that. <laughs> that's going to be my that, that's, do it, do it thing. That, that's our that's our in-depth topic. That's That was our hard-hitting topic for the week because, you know, everybody's talking it to death. But we have to obviously give our two cents because we wouldn't be doing it justice with everything going on in the world if we just kind of ignored it. Absolutely. But – Going from the NFL news, because that's really the only one, because do we really care that guys are allowed back in practice facilities? No. No. Exactly. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about people doing things the right way. 
Yes. Those who run out like knuckleheads and not distancing and not wearing a mask, God love you. But I'm not visiting you when you're in the hospital. It also makes I guess the only thing that it makes me excited about is that the NFL season would potentially then be on track for the fall, which means gambling. And if you're going to gamble, make sure you use my bookie and the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. My bookie. When you make your first deposit with my bookie and use that promo code, you will get a great deal for all your gambling habits. Make sure you do it responsibly. You don't need to, you know, lose your house over it. But that's, again, my bookie. 12 on sports promo code, and that's what I'm going to be doing if the NFL season starts because I love making my $1 bets because, you know, I dare to live. You sound like me. <laughs> I like to make no dollar bets. Uh, I play, I do like all the DraftKings and my bookie things where it's like, do you want to put a quarter down? You could win 30 cents. I'm like, uh, that might be a little too steep for me. <laughs> Can I have change for my nickel? Is it? I'll play the 10 cents one where I, I could win a quarter. <laughs> They're like, you've won seven cents. Taxes, jackpot. Yeah, you better declare that. I'm following up. I'm calling the FBI and the IRS. You have to win like 600 and something dollars to have it be taxable. Yeah, 600, right? And they had to fill out the form. And by the don't way, they don't that. give it to you without filling it out anyway. Exactly. But I don't make that, so we're good. Guys that are going to be spending money and... Pretty soon, potentially, are people who are going to bid on the XFL, Paul. That is right. The XFL could be coming back thrice. That's three in some language, I believe. Or a guy ordering in a Chinese restaurant with a lisp. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) All right. Well, Paul, thanks for taking Drew Brees' spot. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> anyway, so the XFL is being put up for bid. Vince McMahon said, you know what? I'm basically tired of doing this. I've tried it twice. One time it just was a terrible product. And the second time a major pandemic basically put it to rest. So why not let somebody else give it a chance? And that's what he's doing. Letters of intent for your bid for the XFL need to be in by June 12th. And the reason, Paul, I know you're probably wondering, who would ever want to buy the XFL? Am I right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for Absolutely, that. Absolutely, because <laughs> if Vince McMahon doesn't want it... Who would? Who well, would? We're going to talk about that, because one of the some of the little facts they gave about why this might be a potentially good move for somebody to buy is the XFL was on pace to make $46 million in revenue. That's pretty good. Their salaries aren't big. The guy, I think like the most expensive player was like Cardell Jones, and he was making like $500,000 for the season. So, but the rest were like dramatically lower than that. They were like in the is, is 60s, thousands. Is that a net revenue or is that a gross yeah, revenue and then you got to pay the I, bill? I think just in general, what their revenue would have been from everything. And they were yeah. averaging four games, 20,000 fans in the stadium. That's not bad. That's the size of like an NBA game and NHL. I don't even, it might be even bigger. So it's not like they were doing nothing. They were making some noise. So my question is, Paul, there's a lot of rich people that have a lot of money they could just literally throw at everything. Who do we think should be the one that buys the XFL to make it even better? Well, one name comes to mind, but he'll be busy in Tampa. You want Tom Brady to buy the XFL? No, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, Gronk has that money. Actually, he might. He saved up he a might. His father didn't let him spend any money. He only, he put his salaries away. No, I guess he kept his salary and his endorsements he got to get to spend. By the way, quick side note, speaking of the XFL, coming from the WWE and all that, and you mentioned Gronk, Gronk's reign as 24-7 champ sadly came to an end recently. He held it for the longest time, though, with 50-plus days of the belt holding. So that's pretty impressive for a guy that doesn't wrestle. I don't even know what that means. So it was a. T- <laughs> All right, here's quickly talking pro wrestling with Greg and Paul. <laughs> so they came up with a belt. It's called the 24 7 title. I only know this from like randomly Twitter and things like that because I don't really watch. I used to watch wrestling all the time as a kid. I don't anymore, but I still see I, like random. I, I was around when Chief J. Strongbow was wrestling. Exactly. I don't know who that is, but 
I know guys like Mankind and The Rock, obviously, was when I was, that was my age. So it was like the cream of the crop when I, I think I was growing up, where it was like its highest entertainment peak. Of course, everybody says that about their own. Anyway, so the 24-7 title was created. It is a belt that you can literally win at any time of day, any day of the week. So what they kind of did with it, especially at the beginning, is they'd film little clips here and there of like different parts of the week where it's like, Guys were sleeping in their bed, and all of a sudden somebody would sneak into their bedroom with a referee and pin them in their bed, and they'd win the belt and then run off. One guy, like, literally had his taken from him at his wedding. So it's just, like, all these little, like, spo- like spoofs of different scenarios that would be ridiculous to have a fight or a person trying to win a title in. Okay. And Gronk won it when he did hosting of the WrestleMania, and he's held it since. He hasn't given it up. Somehow, so who won it from him? Uh, I think it was the original guy, one of the original holders. I think his name is R Truth. That's the letter R, and then a dash. (laughs) So I think that's who won. Did they pin him? Well, you have to pin him. You can't just like take it. It's a he has to bring a referee with him. It's like a whole thing. I'm sure it's easy to sneak up on Ron Gronkowski with the referee. I'm. It could not have been scripted. No, it definitely is scripted. I know that was sarcasm, but it was at least scripted for Gronk to understand what was happening so he didn't hurt himself, because I'm sure Tampa Bay would have loved that if that happened. But anyway, we just completely sidetracked there. That was talking pro wrestling with Greg and Paul. Cheapest. (laughs) Anyway, so the XFL, yeah, so Rob Gronkowski I don't think is somebody that's actually in the running. I do think it's really down to two people, or two businesses, I should say, in my mind. It's either going to be Amazon or Disney, because they literally own everybody else. True. Like I didn't even think about an entity buying them. Well, yeah, I mean, why not? Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire. He could literally buy a whole sports league that just promotes his business, essentially. All the games could have to be played at Amazon Field, like at some random place in the middle of like the country. Like, I don't know. Put it in Texas somewhere. People will come and watch it. You think? I do. I mean... Uh, it's play money for him. Exactly. So That's what I think is going to happen. Somebody that has that type of money, play money, will give it a go, give it a season or two. Worst case scenario, they're out a few million dollars, and to them it's nothing but like a, taking a $20 bill out of their pocket and throwing it into the wind. What do you think it costs to run that league? Because you could run it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> exactly. You could play all the games there. And you have them all be casted over Amazon Prime video. People have to buy a subscription. You can make it even like a special thing where it's like pay an extra $2 and you get this to watch plus another some other benefit thing. And then like, on Amazon Prime, it could be mic'd up and they don't need the seven second button. Yeah. Well, exactly. And people would love that. Oh, my God. It'd be crazy. I. You know what? Do you have? Do you need Jeff's phone number? Yeah. Oh, do you have it? I've been meaning to talk to him. He's, he's late with his check for the show. I know he's one of the sponsors. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll have to get to him. It's either them or Disney, because if Disney buys it, yeah, Disney it's the only reason. clean though. Yeah, but Disney buying it, they own Fox Sports and all that now, so they have a cable network that they can literally feed it into, and they have ESPN. They have two sports networks that they can literally push it onto. Plus. I think then if they want to keep it clean but still a little fun, you make the teams after the characters of either. Yeah, they got, Disney, you got to like, be able to. Yeah. Like Disney, yep. full of Disney characters or like go with like Marvel characters or something like the Dallas Wolverines. Like, I don't know, things like that. If you really wanted to make it different and not keep the names, but keep it for you promoting your brand in a sense. But they could do it because they also have. You need. Yeah. They it have all new FU characters. money. Both of those companies have FU money. You 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 can't have Mickey Mouse on the side of the Wolverine game. You gotta have new characters. Oh, <laughs> Mickey's got CT. <laughs> you go, Mickey. Oh, Mickey fumbled. <laughs> oh my God, he's here. Mickey's benched. <laughs> Mickey's benched. Got benched in play. <laughs> Start. I think Donald's coming in. <laughs> or Daffy, whatever one is Disney. They both are. No, Daffy is uh no, it's Donald. Daffy is yeah. 
whatever. Donald. Yeah, Donald. Yeah, Daffy's Warner Brothers. Oh, you do one of their impersonations. Yeah, I'm not doing it now. Oh, boo. <laughs> I do a whole Mickey thing, and you can't even give me one Donald. Your Mickey is so much better than my Donald. Uh, it sounds, sounds like a personal issue to me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, one of those two entities, I feel like, needs to be the one that takes over. Well... I, I'm liking I'm liking the Jeff Bezos because they could have an entire new brand. They could. It would be interesting to see. But yeah, so the XFL is going to be up for bid. Also, ballpark it. If it gets bought by somebody, anybody, how much do you think it goes for? I'm going to go 100 million. That's my guess. That 100 million, huh? I think with the $46 million in revenue, I think it maybe shows the potential that it could have. And if you put some extra money into it to update things and get things kind of where you want them to be so it's more professional. And if you have that type of money that you can just kind of throw out $100 million, why not? I got to tell you, you treat the players right, you give them decent salaries, you mic it up, and you got to have it on Prime. You got to have it on – see, that's where I figure Disney would be in trouble because it's going to be colorful. I also think you work it in with the NFL somehow. The NFL has already taken some rules from the XFL. Work it in like kind of like how NFL Europe was, where it's kind of like a minor league system, where you don't say it's the minor league system, but you kind of know it's like a wink, wink. Hey, you weren't good enough to get into the league now, but we're going to sign you kind of like as an undrafted free agent, but you're going to play down here. And if you show us you got it, you can move to practice squad and then maybe to potentially to the roster. I like it. It's tougher for a football player than a baseball player. Yes, but that's you why you get your brains bashed in every week in baseball. Depends on who you're playing. If you're the Astros, <laughs> you're never letting that go. No. And you know what, Paul? Good segue. We're going to talk some MLB because really, I think I think we've talked the XFL out. I, made, I think so. And we've made our bets of who we think could be potential fun suitors for it. So you, you bring up the topic, and I'm running through these gazillionaires in my head, but never thinking the entity com- companies could do it. But what what a good idea! What a that's a whole branding thing that yeah. I don't think Vince McMahon has the ability to do. It's not his forte. It's not yeah. his style of promoting. He knows how to promote wrestling, kind of. Yeah, he, he's kind of lost that touch. I think it's more so his son-in-law and daughter, and then the younger ones that run the game now. But he's still around pitching some ideas. But so we'll get into some MLB talk now because really, we don't know if there's gonna be much MLB talk heading into the future. The players gave a proposition for 114 games with no reduction in salaries, kind of like prorated to what it would be if they played that many games, and the owner said, "Yeah." No, thank you. The potential is now a 50-game season, but players anonymously have already come out saying, yeah, we don't want less games. We want more games. So, Paul, i got to ask you, this is probably the last week before we find out if there's going to be a season at all. Do you think there is any potential way to salvage the MLB season, and how bad is it going to hurt if they can't? So I believe being part of the players' union, they're all going to sing out of the same hymn book. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. 114 games prorated to their year's salary. Yep. It's lopsided. And I know the play, the owners have a boatload of money, but if you prorated that same amount, there's only so many slices of the pie, and it's. I, I think they, I think they are going to find themselves in endorsement hell, if you will, because if they get too greedy, people are going to turn on them. Yeah, well, I think also I, there, I believe there was an agreement before all this kind of started where the players basically made an agreement with owners saying, depending on how the season works out, if it's shorter and things like that for salaries. We can push some of that off and like kind of extend it into like future seasons and payouts when things are kind of back to normal and it's easier to just kind of get those payments out. 
and it was kind of agreed upon in a good faith agreement that they would negotiate with each other in fairness. It kind of seems like both sides have kind of thrown that out the window where the owners are kind of not willing to budge on any sort of way with money. And the players are kind of like, hey, we'll work with you, but this one option is just a no-go. You're not, we can't already say we'll take a reduction. And then you come back saying, yeah, you need to reduce that reduction by like 70%. Like we already kind of said we would take the reduction. We're fine with the reduction. Like we understand what's going on. We understand the situation, but you can't ask us to go from the 100% what you said we could then get and cut that down to like only 30%. Like that seems crazy. And I kind of get what they're saying. You can, it would be really hard for you if your company came to you and said, hey, things are tight. We're going to cut your salary by 50%. And you were like, I get it. At least you're not firing me. At least I'm still getting paid something that I can live off of. And then they came back like three days later saying, you know what? We know you agreed to that. We thought about it, though. We're going to cut that 50% by another 70%. How's that work? Like, would you be happy about that? Would you be willing to do that? Or would you be like, you know what? You're basically paying me nothing for all this work I'm going to be doing, putting my life on the line and extent with potentially getting this deadly virus. So you make some very good points there. I do think that if I'm the average Joe and I'm making $200,000 or $300,000 or whatever the entry level is, I I, I feel for that guy. I still don't feel for somebody that's annual salary is $37 million and they want him to take $7 million. I, I just don't feel for him. And and I know you want to treat everybody equal percentage-wise, but you also made another point, pushing off the salaries salary they're not getting for future earnings. Now, number one, your contract would have to be extended or you would have to well, be signed beyond your rookie year. It would just be something but I think what? kind of in papers that like even if you're somewhere else, you'll get like a residual type check where it's like, here's your XYZ payment for these two months of what that season would have been type thing. It's kind of like what the Mets have with um oh, I'm blanking on his name now. But it's every year it's a guy that's been retired for Bobby Bonilla. Is that who it is? No. I can't I can't believe I'm mm-hmm. blanking on the name. But it's a joke every year that it's, I think it's Bobby Bonilla or something like that. Every year the Mets owe him a million dollars, and he hasn't played since like early 2000s. But the way his deal was structured, that's how the payments work out. So if you did that type of setup, I mean, yeah, you might be shelling out as an owner an extra $30 million every year over like a 10-year span. But instead of taking that hit right at the beginning, and you can extend it where things are back to normal... I don't think it's that bad. So take a 30,000-foot glance at it and say, what you don't make this year is going to go percentage-wise per, you know, in, in profit-sharing next year Yeah. for five years or for 50% yeah. of the length Something. of your next contract, whatever, and work it out. So, you know, but to do nothing and just both stand on a line, good luck to you. I guess yeah, especially- we'll just be watching... Boat racing and golf. Well, no, we're watching the NBA, the NHL, NFL, potentially. Like, yeah. We will be watching every other sport except baseball, and it will be worse than the 94 strike because 94, you still had a season. You just didn't have a World Series, essentially. That was the whole basically downside of that season. But it took a few years for baseball to fully recover from that. This now in the day of social media and everything like that, I think it could take longer or, for all we know, it could actually take less because people will just forget about it and the new flavor of the month will take over and people will be like, oh, yeah, baseball. It's okay. It's back. Whatever. How, when was it? Did it actually leave? Like, who knows? Or somebody will make a off-the-cuff comment. It'll get caught on social media and they'll be tortured. They'll lose their endorsements. It's very, hard. it's very hard to be famous and say anything that isn't scripted. Yes. And God love the athletes that do. Um, I just. I don't Luckily know. for I baseball, it, it's not it covered. Out. It's not covered like the other sports. So the chance of that happening, you have to say something really blasphemous to an extent for people to be like, "Who said that? Who is he?" Oh. Like I heard it put perfectly yesterday with like, if baseball doesn't come back, 
yeah, like the baseball enthusiasts will be sad. Baseball, people that like baseball, like you and I, will be, you know, really sad that there's no baseball this year. But if you were to tell me Mike Trout and Patrick Mahomes both were walking into a restaurant, the number one baseball player in the world and one of the top players in the NFL, who are people going to look at and notice first? And do you think they even ever notice Mike Trout, essentially? No, they say, hey, look at that guy over there. They go, hey, that guy looks like he's in like really good shape. I wonder he's if he plays tall. sports. I wonder if he's a quarterback. I wonder if he like played anything ever. He probably was like a college player or something. I don't know. Well, I I, I think baseball is gonna sell themselves short. They baseball's gonna shoot themselves in the foot. They gotta they're, they're gonna do what they always do. They're gonna shoot themselves in the foot. They're terrible at promoting their star players. They're terrible at promoting their game to the younger crowd. And now they're, they're gonna have at no crowd. Changes for the better. Yeah, they're now gonna shoot themselves in the foot and have no crowd and lose crowd. For the future if they don't have any sort of games at all like so we'll just see on the lighter side of baseball i guess you could say i don't know if you saw this but a man in milwaukee broke into miller park he damaged the field slightly but he was caught the question is why did this man break into miller park alone and two why didn't he go to like the memorabilia shop to steal probably expensive things? All he tried to do was get up to the field, apparently. <laughs> and so, three. Hold on, there is a third. Yeah, that's uh-oh. right. There's a third thing. Uh-oh. Why didn't he just go find the sausage costume that they use for the Miller Park sausage races, put that on, and run onto the field? And when they stopped him, he'd be like, oh, no, I'm just testing it. If there's a season, I'm, I, I, I'm one of the guys that does this. But they told me to come. It's cool. Talk to Steve. Like, he, Steve knows. Talk to Steve. And play I it I still off. don't think that would have gotten him out of it. Um, Worth a shot. I wonder what the minor damage was. I'm guessing he, like, just dug up the field a little bit. Maybe he, like, dug up some dirt. Maybe he was trying to steal dirt. I don't know anybody that would ever try to do that. That would be a silly thing to do. Maybe he tried to steal the rubber off the mound. Maybe. But there was minor. All I saw was it said minor field damage. I can't wait to find out what it was. What was the minor field damage? Footprints in the in the clay. <laughs> My question is though, out of every place to try to break into, why Miller Park? I don't think like it was like somebody from the protest or like the rioting or looting. I think it was just a random guy that was just like, I'm gonna break into the ballpark. Nobody's looking. They're all out at Main Street and at the police station and the fire station. Why don't I go steal a little clay? Yeah. I, Again, don't know anybody that would ever try to like stick their silly. hands onto a field through like a barricade at a at like a bar maybe in at, in Boston. I don't know. I'm not referencing you, so just so people know, but another person we might know. I that think might, that listen. I think that probably breaking into Miller Park. I mean, it'd be alone, fun. Maybe he wasn't under the influence. Maybe he was just such a ball fan that he wanted to get in there i thought of one other thing what why didn't he slide down the miller park slide why wasn't he just doing that do you know about that slide i don't in their center field in the brewers ballpark they have a slide that their mascot and like i think it might be open to the public i think it is um but like after home runs and things the mascot's like up at the slide and he goes down the slide to celebrate it's like a big thing it comes from like the top story and goes like down Behind the outfield fence. And then is there a big splash like they land in water? No, I don't think so. It's not like blank check where they had the pool from the house to the pool. So. Which was every kid's dream, by the way. We'll it's find still out my more dream. About, we'll find out more about this. This. <laughs> we'll our, person we'll, we'll take a trip to Milwaukee and do our research. <laughs> we, we might be able to find it. Excuse we need a press me. pass to take pictures man. of the damage. Are you the man that broke into Miller Park? Excuse me. First off, were you drinking Miller Lite? Second off, why didn't you steal a sausage outfit? And why didn't you go down the slide? And what damage did you cause? I don't really care about the third one. I just really want to know the first two. Why didn't you steal the sausage or slide down the slide in the sausage outfit? I wonder if he was doing selfies like running the bases. <laughs> what else would you go in there for and... I don't know, but the funniest thing would be if it came out and it was like one of the players for the team. And he was just like trying to get an early morning workout in and they tackled him not recognizing who he is because you don't recognize baseball players. 
No, I swear I'm on the team. <laughs> I am, I am, I really am. I'm not name, the sausage, I'm, I'm the second baseman. My name is Brock Holt. I just got signed by you guys this offseason. <laughs> where was Brock Holt? He's in Milwaukee. He's signed with the Brewers. Yeah, but where was he before that? The Red Sox. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Another, another class act move. You made me get a little nervous there. All right. So besides that, besides people breaking into ballparks and all that fun stuff, before we get into the NBA, I do want to say, if you're looking for some new summer gear, some new summer shirts, go check out 12 on Sports' mini catalog on the website. If you buy some, let us know. You get entered into a $100 gift card for a sweet deal. You can buy, I think it's four shirts, golf polos, some other T-shirts. Go check it out. Go support 12 on Sports. Go enter for a raffle. Why not? So that's the 12 onsportscom Go buy some shirts. We got some other great products on there. Check it out. Now back to some NBA talk. I was waiting for you to take it away, Paul. You just that did was it. very smooth. Oh, thank you. I try. So playoffs. So NBA. So smooth that we pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> we would be that radio show. People would be like, "Do they know what they're doing?" <laughs> no, we yes, don't. Sir. My engineer just said in my ear. Things are Tell good. Tell how smooth that was. Okay. Your engineer must be... I don't... I couldn't think of anything there. Anyway, so the yeah. NBA has a plan in place to come back. When I first saw the plan, I kind of kind of looked at it cross-eyed because I was like, this doesn't make sense. They said they're bringing back 22 teams. So I assume naturally 11 from the Western Conference, 11 from the Eastern Conference, and they're going to play eight games regular season style before they get into the playoffs, kind of as a warm-up. But then I saw it said 13 Western Conference and 9 Eastern Conference. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me until I kept reading. Because, you know, that's how you learn things, Paul. You read. I've heard that. I heard that helps. <laughs> I heard it's fundamental. But go ahead. Oh, look at you. I heard it's educational. Anyway, so what it basically is, is it made sense once I read it. Because obviously most things do. There will be 13 Western Conference teams because there are a few within that eighth seed range with eight games left. If any teams are within four games of that eighth seed when the season is over, they will do a playing tournament. Sam's going to go for the Eastern Conference. If that ninth team is within four games in the standings of the eighth seed, they'll have a playing tournament as well, which makes more sense. So teams like Portland and Damian Lillard, who we talked about last week, was like, I'm not going to play if there's no reason to play will potentially actually have a reason to play and actually compete and try. So that's good. Overall, I think it's a good idea. They're going to have, obviously, the eight games to kind of warm up, and then they'll go into full-on playoff mode. Do you like the idea, though? Do you like the idea of eight regular season games and those teams potentially getting a chance to do a play-in type tourney, or do you think they should have just said, you know what, the top eight are the top eight, we're just going to roll with that and less people, less things to worry about and manage. Or do you think this is the better idea? Cause it kind of adds a little March madness, a little bit of a, at least regular feeling back to everything instead of just playoff intensity right off the bat. I like the new, um, it gives those people that were within the grasp of the brass ring a chance and you're not going to be any more harm's way in that many more games if you do what you're supposed to do during that whole process. Now, you can't go out to the Mall of America shopping and then come back and watch your husband player. Truly hard to do since they're going to be in Orlando. In Disney World or wherever they go. You can't go to the Magic Kingdom, all right? Right. That's what it is. You can't go on Goofy or the Teacups or Dumbo and then go play with your husband. Who's going on Goofy? (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed that goofy. I didn't even know I could do a goofy laugh until it was then. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a little child and you have to hear the hot dog song and like Mickey Mouse songs. Well, so anyway, you get the point. If you do what you're supposed to do, add a little more excitement, a few more teams to your point. Now I have a reason to play. Yeah. And fans have more of a reason to watch because you get a few more fan bases, at least temporarily. To watch, where you might have a team that's not so involved that you're like, eh. One thing they are smart doing by doing this idea, 
They've allowed the New Orleans Pelicans to also be one of these teams that are going to be involved, who have Zion Williamson, who was the number one draft pick, who everybody was couldn't wait to see and only got to see for a few games before everything got shut down because it was hurt at the beginning of the season. So another smart move, unlike the MLB. Sorry, I just had to throw that back in there. I'm really disappointed in the MLB. Uh, Zion Williamson, you'll get to see him. So you're going to see the number one pick. Another thing about this late season start back up, though, that people had not thought about at first is the Brooklyn Nets, Paul, signed two key guys this offseason. They signed Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant obviously had an Achilles injury. He wasn't going to be able to play this season. And Kyrie Irving left in February to get shoulder surgery. With the delay in the season and when it might start back up, the Nets, who are right now the seventh seed in the East, potentially could get both of those guys back for their final run and playoff run, which would just be crazy because they would jump from basically what would should be a seven seed team to probably one of the top two or three teams in the East and potentially two or three teams in all the league, depending on how quickly they gel. Do you think having guys that were injured then and weren't probably going to be able to complete the season if it played at the regular time, be able to come back now, seem fair? Do you 100%. think you think it's fine? I, I listen, anybody the more could competitive, have done, the better. Anybody could have signed him, anybody could have bid for them. Listen. Nobody expected this to delay the season. I think all bets are off and go for it. Oh. I, I call that the it'll be the Bill Bella checking of the NBA. Oh, uh, I can I could just see it now. If somehow they make a run and make it to like the finals against the Lakers and LeBron James and LeBron somehow loses to them. It's gonna be a part of LeBron James. It's just like, are you kidding me? Well, I should have my won. finger on the buzzer in time for that one, Greg. I should have won this. This is bull that they got to come back after they would have been definitely out for the rest of the season. I can't believe this. Well, it happens. It's it does it's, happen. But it would just be one of those kind of quirky things that's like, oh, the season that started in November, that's ending basically in November. And my two star players that were hurt all year now get to come back. He's starts backing up end of July. Just it's one of those things that would never have been something that obviously could happen right. unless there was something godlike that took over the world like a pandemic. I think, you know, hey, what goes around comes around. Everybody's in the same boat. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say what goes around comes around with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, two guys that I wouldn't say are like not crybabies. <laughs> Like I wouldn't want, the, I wouldn't want to see the Nets basically prosper off a of pandemic, essentially, because it gave their stars more time to get healthy. Yeah. When they basically signed them, having a signed-off season of we're not going to win this year, but we're hoping for the next few years more so. So, do you think that same situation would inspire LeBron James to play? Now, not that he doesn't play 110 percent and give 110 percent every single game. But do you think that some of those players that have been playing all year healthy might be inspired to play that much more um, intense, focused and intense and with Probably. a mission? I mean, I think LeBron James is one of those players. I think he's kind of always on a mission. I know he says he doesn't compare himself, obviously, to like a Michael Jordan and all those guys, because that's what we looked up to growing up. But I know he also knows his legacy is very dependent on championships one and he's 35, or he's going to be 35. So he only has X amount of years left where he's going to be one of the top players. The fact that he's still considered one of the top one, two, three guys in the league at the moment at his age is impressive. Most guys have already started their decline at that age. He is, seems to just be holding steady. So, yes, I think I think it would also add another intensity because he was former teammates with Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant was with the Warriors with his battles against him. So there's going to be that intensity anyway. And I think the extra fuel that's going to, you know, put more into his fire was the last dance documentary. I think seeing that and how people portrayed Michael compared to him, I think is going to give him that extra push to go that much harder. Yeah. To go that much harder and kind of be like, listen, you say I'm not like him and I'm not as great as him. I'm going to show you how great I am type thing. So we'll see. 
I think a lot of people will have that extra, but especially him. Yeah. So, but I like it. I like how they're going to do the playoffs. Should be interesting. I think the Durant, Irving wrinkle could be interesting if it does come to fruition, but we'll see. So what do you do at the end of this? Do you start the next season? You take a week off and start the next season? My guess is they would probably, if it, say it ends in like October, November, I think when it's potentially the plan, I think the following season would start after the holidays, like January, February. So guys get at least two, three months off, especially since for the most part, a lot of them will have already had time off. It's only the guys that are going to be going farther that will be playing for two or three months and they'll be kind of playing half of a regular season. So I can't think it kind of depends on that. Cause you're not going to want to be able to, you're not going to want to start in the summer. Cause you're never going to get back track. Need that much time off. Cause they've had what we've had 80 days off now, Yeah, but it's still an intent for the guys that make it to the championship. They kind of deserve at least a little bit of time because they'll have played potentially. If every season went, every round went to its max, you would have seven, 14, like, 20 28 games plus the eight so they'd play 36 games if they went full series on everyone and all that compared to some guys who have just played come back to play eight and there'll be eight teams that came back and played none so there'll be some guys that have had rest for like six or seven months and there'll be some guys that played an extra 36 games compared to the rest so just depends i guess on what happens, how it happens, words, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know what they haven't been doing on the 80 days off. They haven't been watching any baseball games. Yeah, very disappointing. Anyway, so I think that basically covers it for all of our sports topics. I don't think there's really not much PGA-wise going on yet. There's not much. The Premier League, neither of us know enough about it. I know a little bit but I don't know anything to carry a conversation at the moment. Well, if you don't know enough to have a conversation. The NHL, we already know what they're doing. It's just a matter of when it's going to start up. So besides that, Paul, I think, if anything, if you're up for it, we could do a would you rather or two. Give me a would you rather or two. All right. Well, we'll throw some out there because you know what? Might as well at least add another three minutes to the show, right? Because you'll come up with some sort of thing to talk about, and then we'll go past an app. We have like 15 minutes till an hour, and then you'll just go another 45 minutes. It's just how it goes. So, Paul, would you rather – this one's going to be hard. I feel like hard because you, if you don't play the sports, it might be harder. Would you rather lose a Game 7 by a walk-off home run, a walk-off touchdown, or a walk-off shot in basketball or hockey? So if you had to lose one of those four ways, which would it be? Obviously they're all gonna they're all gonna suck. There's no no doubt about it. You're losing a championship off that. By the way, it's like a championship, like game seven, like it's last thing possible for all of them. I think the which one would I rather do? Yeah, which if you had to lose one of those ways, Basketball. which would it be? You think final shot? Final shot because anybody can hit a baseball over the – hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. I was just say anybody. Here comes the pitch, and it's a home run, or it's an RBI. Basketball, you got to inbound the ball if it's a last-minute shot. You got to get it inbound. You got to get in position. You got to score. You, you know, you got to it, – it, it's a – I think it's more difficult to score a – last minute basketball basket than it is for that although football hail mary i get you know it, it i still think basketball more physical you got to get there you got to get the shot um and so i think that would be the way i'd want to lose it i really want them to earn that point yeah well that yeah because like hockey it's literally luck of the bounce half the time is it goes off a skate you could yep. lose i think the hardest thing about hockey compared to the rest is I feel like football, baseball, basketball, you can kind of just like quickly jog off the court or off the field. Hockey, you kind of have to like skate off. And I feel like it could be like really kind of awkward because then if you're like the last guy to make it to like the door, 
you have to like wait for everybody else to go off the ice ahead of you. <laughs> it's, there's not enough space for everybody to go through at once. So you're kind of maybe like hanging on there while everybody else is running behind you celebrating. So you're having you're having major remorse as you're leaving, and I'm like, wow, they really they kicked it. They they beat they really beat us those yeah. SOBs. Uh, yeah, I think basketball is the more physical loss, and I'd rather lose it that way because they got to earn that point. Right. Somebody's got to get that shot. All right, so then I would assume if it was vice versa, you might say you would rather win. So say it's you in that position. Would you rather be the one that hits a walk-off home run, a walk-off throw, a walk-off touchdown, score a walk-off goal, or score a walk-off basket in basketball? Am I, I feel like Am I a wicked, conceited baseball player that wants no, to hit that walk-off home run? You're, you're yourself. So it's how you would personally think would be the best and most fun way to walk off and win a championship, essentially. And it's a, it's a home run. It's not like a RBI single. It's you hit it, it goes over the fence, you win everything. I want to win. I want to be the football player because there's fewer games and fo- fewer moments of glory. And I want that moment of glory in football. See, I think that's interesting. Your answer changed from basketball, where you think it's the hardest to get. So you would think you would almost feel the most accomplished by scoring that basket. Nope. I'm going to go walk off home run in a game seven of like a World Series where I win it for the team, strictly because I want to be that cocky guy who hits it and literally just stares at it for a second. And I can turn to the catcher and be like, sorry, and just take off. <laughs> Well, I just said, am I that guy? And you said, no, I'm myself, and I'm not that guy. So I well, want to I want to win the football game as a team. Well, when it comes to sports, I am that guy. For baseball, at least, I want to be the cocky guy. I'm really not, but I'd want to be. Not. That's, you shocked me with that answer. <laughs> but I'd want to be, because I think hitting a walk-off home run is cool. Because, yes, hitting the throwing the touchdown, you get to run and celebrate with your team. Hitting the game-winning shot, the same thing. All the other sports, it's kind of like... You hit it, you jump into a pile with your teammates. The walk-off home run, though, if you're the guy, like, say it's tied, nobody's on base, you come up, you hit that solo home run, you have to round all the bases and touch home plate for it to be considered full home run, game over. So you hit it, you watch it, you see it fly over, you know you just won the World Series, and you get to take your little victory stroll while your teammates wait for you, and you get to soak in the crowd cheering and going crazy crazy and watch the other team walk off the field knowing you just stole the championship from them and then you get to home plate and get mobbed by your teammates i like that i think that's if i was if i was that egotistical guy but i want the whole team to well i will eventually get the whole team to celebrate with but i get my moment also well if i needed the moment of glory to go down in the record books and say i was at game seven when greg cowan hit that home run, that walk-off home run, and the fans went crazy. On a Kurt Gibson, you know, running around the bases, limping, doing the fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want all of it. Well, I'll purposely I, hurt myself to give myself a limp. Oh, you'd limp just so they'd ask you after the game, what happened? Nothing. Nothing. I just wanted you to ask me what happened. <laughs> so you see that I was potentially hurt hitting that. I think that's a. I think that's gonna wrap it up. Though I think those are good too. Would you rather to end off the show? I like it. Uh, I'm glad you do. By the way, I guess I should add this in there. I probably. I feel like it's karma that I made fun of you for being the Mouse King last week, since this week happened to me. Not quite like you, but when I opened up my grill after not using it for a few days, found a little rat nest. Luckily, to not. I personally am glad I didn't burn any mice alive. <laughs> Well, I you didn't probably, you leave the grill on when you slammed it and ran in the house. <laughs> I did, but apparently no mice were harmed in the process. I'm pretty sure it was like two baby mice when I first opened it up and turned it on and I saw scurrying away. But needless to say, I was petrified because I am a wimp and I hate mice and spiders so and a bunch there of were bugs. Two mice that ran away? That I could see. You saw two baby mice at least. All right. So mine were about the size of three golf balls put together, black. Long tails, and they ran right at me. Oh, mine looked like naked mole rats. About 30, 30 of them. But then again, I could have turned on the grill, and they were under it, and I burned off all their fur and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I think baby mice don't have much. No, they don't. 
So yeah, I think it was karma. So I'm, I apologize for mocking you last week. I gotta tell you, it's a frightening feeling when they look like they're the size of an elephant when 30 of them are charging you and running into the bushes behind you. But I swear I elevated six inches off the ground and hovered out under the deck. Well, plain and simple, my wife basically realized yesterday that while I look like a man, I am in fact a child. <laughs> and no. basically made it clear that if it was me under a deck with 30 mice, she would be looking for a new husband and making funeral arrangements right now. <laughs> All right, you had to go back out and clean the grill. I had to climb back under that. Exactly. No space deck. Well, guess back what? You would have had to get... The... You would have had to get... The professional, like, I don't, I forget who, who comes to get you when you die? A coroner? Yeah, you would have had to get a coroner, and he would have been taking me away. Bring <laughs> like, out your dead. <laughs> so, it, that would have been it. It would it would well, not have been pretty. You know, it's funny to have mouse stories, and I'm sure the listeners have a thousand life mouse stories. Yeah, if you have a mouse story, let us know, because we can, we can just talk about it. We, I now have my own, Paul has plenty, apparently. When you called and said, how do I make sure they don't come back? <laughs> I'm I was only lie. kidding when I said, never shut off your grill. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't remove the nest myself. I, I made my wife do it. Who's pregnant, by the way? Because I was just that petrified. I'm a wimp, and I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> well, Everybody has their things. I, I'm fine with certain animals. Spiders and mice. Mice is not one of them. Or spiders. No, spiders, I, two major, two major things. I saw arachnophobia as a child, scarred me for life. When spiders start coming through your drain pipes and through your popcorn and killing you, not a fan of spiders. Oh, they crawl and out of your mouth? When I was a child and my father thought it would be a funny joke to show me the dead mouse that he caught in a trap while I was playing a video game without warning and shoved it right in front of my face and its head was poking at me. Again, not things that are going to make me like any of those growing up. Um, that's traumatic. Yeah. I don't remember any traumatic experiences with mice, but, that's well, good. like, as, as a child, but as an adult. So, you've got a few. Yeah. It's well, raining on, mice. <laughs> on those lovely notes of mice talk and terrible talk, basically, our mice stories are like the MLB right now. Just terrible. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. And for the rest of the world, again, protest, protest peacefully, and don't be like Drew Brees and be tone deaf. Absolutely. Got a lot going on. Wear a mask, social distance. Things are opening up, but they'll close back down harder than they ever did. So just Things are going to close back down again for a bit after this. I think there's going to be another wave of uh, yeah. Well, something. just listen. Listen and, and, and take care of each other, and for God's sakes, just be nice to people. Yeah. Take care of each other, love each other, treat each other equally. That's all anybody asked for. 100%. That was talking politics and social... No, that's talking do the right thing. Do what's right in your life, and none of this will go on. But that was been talking, all that fun stuff, plus the actual fun stuff, making jokes. So we were after the Drew Brees, even with the, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? Brought some lightheartedness to everything. You're going to have to record that and send it to me. Break up your work week a little. It's going to be my ringtone for you when I call now. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Oh, why did I ever I'll do this? I'll be in a meeting and it'll go off. That's why I'm going to do it on purpose if I know it's your ringtone. But in general, everybody be nice to each other. Paul, thank you as always for joining us and giving your insight, your wise wisdom. Thanks, Greg. It's always a pleasure to uh, listen to your ideas and and think them through. <laughs> Makes it sound like it takes you a few seconds, but you respond pretty quickly. No, I like it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm liking the uh, Jeff Bezos thing. I'm, I'm, I, I'm digging I, it. You might be contacting him tonight. Disney's you too might... clean. I think Jeff Bezos is right there. I, it might be. But again, Paul, thank you for joining us. Everybody else, thank you for listening. Presented by 12 on Sports. Don't forget, again, if you're going to go anywhere, go to my book. If you're going to make some bets, use promo code 12 on Sports. And if you're going to do it, might as well be in some 12 on Sports attire. Go check out 12onsports.com and their mini catalog. Again, you can enter and win a $100 gift card if you make a purchase. Pretty sweet deal. Once again, though, my name is Greg. Oh, I was like, Paul, what are you doing? You're making a $100 bill sign. I got it. I see what you're doing. But nobody else did, so it threw me off. But again, I'm with Paul. My name is Greg. This has been our stance on sports and a few other things. 
be safe, be healthy, be nice to one another. Have a good one. See you next week. The Sports Dance.